You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Hey, welcome to Inside Purple and Gold. Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani here on Odyssey's new Vikings podcast. The roster's set, Dane. Um, for the most part, there obviously could be a few moves here and there, but the 53 is set. Quasi Adolfo Mensa has done some tinkering in terms of trades that we will talk about, uh, but everything looks pretty much systems go now as we sit here on Thursday, September 1st, you know, roughly 10 days out from the season opener against Green Bay. What stood out to you most um, from setting this roster and then maybe even some of the, the trades that caught us a little bit off guard? Yeah, so I think the trades, and we'll get to that, uh, were definitely the biggest takeaway from yesterday, um, from Wednesday. Right. Most of the roster itself, I feel like when we were talking about trying to piece together the 53, we were able to kind of deduced who was going to make it who was going to get cut i think some people might be surprised that they cut both sean Mannion and kellen mond on tuesday but like deep down i think when they traded for nick mullins that was always a reality some things that surprised me yesterday uh independent of the vikings kellen mond got claimed by the cleveland browns neither player will end up in minnesota mond nor Mannion. Right, and man got claimed by, or he's going to sign with the Seahawks, the Seattle practice, Seahawks squad. practice squad. So there's a familiarity there with Mannion. That's not that surprising because he was the the practice squad quarterback last year before coming back to Minnesota. With Mond, I was surprised that someone, frankly, paid for him and, and claimed him on waivers. Two teams. Two teams it's- claimed Kellen Mond, which means two teams don't watch other teams play preseason football. <laughs> I mean, I, you can convince yourself, you can do the mental gymnastics that like this guy's going to be good, uh, but he's not. I can promise you, he's not going to. But maybe people in Philly would be saying the same thing about Jalen Rieger, who the Vikings <laughs> traded a fourth round pick for yesterday, the conditional fourth, and um, I believe it was a seventh too. Yep, it was the fourth a could be a, it could, the fourth is either going to be a fourth or fifth based on production, and then also a seventh. Yeah, a seventh that they got in in a minor trade with the Houston Texans back on Tuesday. So, uh, so I say all these things about Kellen Mann or Ke- Kellen Mond, but I believe Philadelphia Eagles fans would say the same thing about Jalen Rieger, especially his punt returning. <laughs> <laughs> so the Vikings make this deal on Wednesday, and the first thing that pops up in my head is I don't watch a ton of Eagles games, but I do know that Jalen Rieger punt returned for them. Um, and in my head, I thought touchdown is a rookie year. Sure. Yeah. You know, but like just generally somebody who's done it in the NFL. Um, so Mm -hmm. I was like, well, okay, there you go. It's like the Nick Mullins, uh, thing, uh, Quasi Dofo Mensa said, okay, here's a weakness. Let's address it. Um, and maybe it's maybe a fourth is a little much to give up for a punt returner, but okay. Like this team needed a punt returner, no question about it. Uh, 
so I went on Twitter and and first fired off my first thought of, geez, what did it even say? <laughs> I got it. I got word it. for word. Go ahead. Jace fires off this tweet at at one thirty three p.m. on Wednesday. Yep, it was probably a handful of minutes after the trade was actually announced by by Schefter. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Rieger trade means Vikings fans won't need to hold their breath every time the opponent punts. Yep, okay, so... At this point, we had already talked about what watching Amir Smith-Marset, like watching him field punts, what an adventure that was. Like you never knew what was going to happen if he was going to fumble. So it was like, I didn't care. Didn't look it up. Didn't even care if Jalen Rieger fair caught every single time. Didn't matter. I was like, well, it's somebody who's done it before. Somebody's going to catch the ball. And then the first response I get is from, I, I think, a Minnesota sports fan who's like, every comment from Eagles fans suggests the exact opposite. And I was like, oh, <laughs> let me go look up on Google and see like what Jalen Rieger has done from the punt return position. And immediately what comes up is his number of muffs, <laughs> his, <laughs> his lack of effectiveness. The fact that he was getting pulled from kick returning and punt returning duties in the middle of the season, essentially what it looked like from a lack of confidence. And so I went back on Twitter and I was like, oh, I don't know. I might scrub this one. By the time I got back there at 137 or something like three or four minutes later, the tweet had been grabbed like 10 times. Uh, Eagles fans found it quick uh and they were all like <laughs> that's amazing honestly it was i like yeah i don't i don't hardly have you know i certainly don't have any philadelphia followers uh but, it, but they were on it uh and it was all like jumping on it like what are you talking about so at this point i'm like kind of looks cowardice to delete it um so i decided okay let's just leave it up and let it ride the one thing I did tweet was, after five minutes of research, this is categorically false. <laughs> Assumed Rager's experience <laughs> as a punt returner would be an upgrade, but it is not good experience. Um, <laughs> Shout out to you for owning it, man, because right now it's 8, 8, 8 a.m. on Thursday. We record yep. right in the 8 o'clock hour, always um, central time. The, the the initial tweet has 102 replies, 109 retweets. Out of the 109 retweets, tweets. 92 are quote tweets. Which the quote tweets are just everyone dragging Jace yep. and 300 or uh, 613 likes. So it, it really blew up. And I don't think Jace has ever blown up from an Eagles tweet. So no, uh, I, I literally had a friend who works with an Eagles fan who brought up that tweet, not knowing that this friend knew me uh, yesterday. <laughs> it was like, look at this. Uh, yeah. So it spread. It spread pretty fast and far, but I will say, like, credit for Eagles fans. Yeah, there are some people who like call you dumb and whatnot. Most of them were just making fun of Jalen Rieger. Uh, you know, it was I frankly like spent like an hour on my phone doing absolutely nothing, laughing at all of the replies to both the original and the the secondary tweet. Should probably let's read a few of these. Okay, so a lot of them, like I would say, I got about a hundred of like the Mister Crowd from. SpongeBob, and, and it was like the meme mm-hmm. of how do we tell him when SpongeBob's inside the building and Krabs is outside of it? Uh, got probably like 10 Oh Honey gifts from Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least another 10 to 20 Does He Know memes from Batman with the Riddler. Um, other ones like individual responses I like. 
to the first one where I was like, don't need to hold your breath. Um, at Aaron Ty 21 tweeted, have a medic on standby. Um, <laughs> Philaticus <laughs> tw- quote tweeted the first one, the first tweet and said shot. And then immediately quote tweets <laughs> the second tweet and said chaser. <laughs> and then the very best one was from Ellsworth 187. The only way to get him to run north and south with the football is if your stadium faces <laughs> east and west. <laughs> Twitter is is simultaneously the worst website of all time and the best because it, people are hilarious. It is man. so true. That one that one even got a like from PGA Tour Pro Cameron Percy, who's not like a big PGA Tour name, but I follow <laughs> golf enough to have noticed as soon as he t- uh, liked to tweet. It was they weren't even like Eagles fans. Saw this, like, sure, they were dunking on me a little bit. But it was, like, 95% just taking one last chance to dunk on Jalen Rieger before he went out the door. Like, you could tell this is, like, the Eagles fans' least favorite football player of all time. Like, in Minnesota, we've known him as the guy who went one pick before Justin Jefferson. And there was the Mm -hmm. clip of Rick Spielman and, like, Zimmer, like, laughing, celebrating Mm -hmm. because they knew they got Justin Jefferson. And they seemed to know, um, well, we just got a significantly better player than Jalen Rieger because – Apparently, that's one of the positions Rick Spielman could scout. Um, like, Eagles fans know him as, like, the bane of their existence for the last, you know, like, two years of football. And I guess we should probably take this time to analyze the move. They trade for Rieger. They cut Amir Smith-Marset. Amir Smith-Marset, I thought, was having a pretty nice camp as a receiver. Um, I understand mm-hmm. he wasn't going to be a good punt returning option. But so the Vikings seem to have sent what's going to be a fourth or fifth round pick to get an equally terrible punt returner and downgrade at receiver. Uh, because Jalen Rieger's receiving stats, like advanced numbers, yards per target, like it's all terrible. Uh, it it yeah. really is all awful. Um, and punt returning, he, he his fumble numbers are awful. He muffed two punts. In the playoff game against Tampa last year, lost one in the second quarter, and Eagles fans were like, "Oh, that was his last punt return for Philly." No, no, no. They put him back out there in the fourth, and he muffed another one. Uh, did recover it, but he did muff another punt in that game. I'm having trouble seeing the upside here. Um, going with a guy who, yes, like yeah, had a higher draft <clears throat> capital, but I'm not sure how he's going to help this football team. This this feels like the classic like. Oh, this guy needs a change of scenery, so we're gonna give him the change of scenery. But oftentimes, when a guy fresh needs a change fallacy. of scenery, that's what I'm calling yeah. it. It's a fresh start fallacy. You need a change of scenery because you stink, and the change of scenery doesn't stop you from stinking. You just continue to stink in a new place. That's what the Vikings did here. I, 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 I don't know how you can. It's like Kellen Mond. I, I keep going back to that because, like, I don't know how you can, as a Vikings front office, watch what Jalen Rieger has done and say, you know what, we we should trade some draft capital for him because he hasn't done anything. And maybe he maybe he thrives next to Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and KJ Osborne. But you know, I think Amir Smith Marset would have thrived next to to those three as well. I think most competent receivers can thrive next to those three you traded draft capital like what's probably going to end up being a fourth round pick because you're going to play the guy a lot like they, they've they've hitched their wagon to Jalen Rieger like I'm, I'm not saying they're 
gonna design the offense around him. No, he's but still they went the out fourth and, wide receiver at best. Right, but they went out and traded significant. Yeah, fourth round draft picks in the NFL, like they turn out all the time. Significant draft capital for a fourth receiver. Like it, it doesn't make sense to me. It was a move that happened. I was actually in the Vikings media room when when Schefter's tweet popped up, and there were a, a few of us in there, and all of us at the same time literally laughed out loud. And we weren't talking. It was a silent room. The the tweet notification goes off, and we all laugh, <laughs> and everyone laughs. We talk after that, and we're laughing at the same thing. Obviously, why did the Vikings do that? I don't know. <laughs> like maybe it'll work out. Maybe it. But I, I just don't see a world that it does. Like he's kind of proven what he is, and he's not that good. It's when they first made the move, I was like, okay, I know that guy's a terrible wide receiver. Like I know that, but I just assumed that he was an adequate punt returner, and that's why they made the move. Once I was alerted to the fact that he was not, uh, that he, frankly, even when he catches the ball, is not good with it. Um, and I know he was good at this stuff in college, but we're two years into his pro career. This, like, we had just made fun of Rick Spielman, like, last week for that Chris Herndon trade. This looks about as bad as that Chris Herndon trade. Feels I mean, like this, this is in the same class, I think. And you know what? At the time, you would have had to say, well, maybe Chris Herndon will help out this team. And he didn't. But we'll have to say, okay, maybe Jalen Rieger will help out this team. But I don't know. Um, I, I would heavily bet against it because, frankly, like, this guy – got beat out by Kez Watkins, um, who is like an undrafted player or sixth round pick or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just easily got beat out. Like Philadelphia could not have phased him out any faster. Uh, yeah, this doesn't feel good. Let's talk about some of the other moves quick. Um, Armand Watts gets traded. Minnesota brings in, I mean, gets let go. Minnesota brings in another name. Can you talk about kind of uh, the moves on the defensive front? Yeah. Yeah. So Armand Watts, that was a surprise cut for me on Tuesday. I actually did that was probably the most surprising of the cuts for me because he was the starting defensive end, defensive tackle, whatever you want to call his position in, in the three, four scheme. He was a starter. He was listed as a starter. He was running with the starters pretty much all of training camp. So for them to go out and, and cut, cut him on Tuesday. And then on top of that, go trade for a guy named Ross Blacklock who from Houston. He's a young guy. I think it's another one of those kind of like Jalen Rieger, like he was a second round pick. Maybe we can, can squeeze more juice out of that orange. Like, I don't know. Armand Watts was an effective guy who, who you had homegrown and was looking like someone who could be a contributor. You save a couple dollars by, by cutting him and, and going with Ross Blacklock. But I don't know why you wouldn't just keep the proven guy on on your team, the guy that that's worked with the all camp, the guy that's grown in in your system, and the guy who, frankly, was a pretty good player like last year, and 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 we're going to be in an elevated role this year. Um, that was one that stood out. Uh, other moves on the defense, like again, it, a lot of it was okay. We we kind of assumed this was going to happen. The most notable keep or the guy who made the the fifty three. Notably, Luigi Villane, he he's a undrafted guy. I think it's cool anytime an undrafted guy makes a team out of training camp. He he's an edge rusher. He brings a little bit of upside on in that position. He's also good on special teams. Those guys stood out most of all. Um, but but you know, the day was kind of run by by Jalen Rieger, the days that followed. 
Yeah, uh, Jesse Davis getting traded to Pittsburgh. Um, I, it was kind of funny watching Steelers fans kind of flip out about that, seeing how you know poor Jesse Davis is. But that was for a seventh-round pick. That's that's another one of those. There must be like a forum where NFL mm-hmm. GMs are like, hey, it's almost like the transfer portal, but it's like a going-to-be-cut portal. Um, and then other teams look on it, and they're like, anybody here we want to trade a sixth or seventh-round pick for to make sure we get cutting them? in line, basically. Because there are so many of those deals made mm-hmm. that I got to think. like they and they can't all be making phone calls. There's got to be just like, a, it's a, it's a website. And then only the GMs have access to it or scout guys. Um, and they say, Hey, it's actually this guy, group text. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hopefully they all have iPhones because if that's a green message, that would be a headache. Um, yeah. That's, I think that's all we have on rosters. This is a, supposed to be a defensive episode today. Defensive preview. Jalen Rieger cut into it a little bit, but in this next segment, we will talk defense. We will talk kind of preview it. And then in the final segment of the day, we will do our, Purple prop party looking at um, some props for the defense heading into this season. Um, We will be back with that here in a bit.